0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is
1: Sheila. This is Monica. This is
0: Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. I am Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California with my big sister, Julie (laughs) Dolan, Dallas, Texas. It's just you and me today, Jewel. You think think we can handle it?
1: Yes, Liz. I'm totally confident that we can do it. I, I have I have no doubt in that. But uh, yeah, it's sometimes it's nice, Liz, when it's like a smaller group. I mean, the, all five of us. That's great too. But sometime the one-on-one, is, it's a very nice show.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I wanted to mention, speaking of the one-to-one, that uh, this, week, this week on Wednesday, if you're in the Los Angeles area, Leanne and I are doing a reading, performance, holiday party for the Alliance for Women in Media. That is the group that hands out the Gracie Awards every year and also does a lot of other great advocacy for women in the, in the media business. So we're doing a little You're the Best bash for them, Wednesday night. But here's the deal. Here's what makes it
1: fun, Julie. It's on the Fox Lot where I work. Oh, and it is. You, I went there one time with you. I and oh, that's very exciting and yeah. very glamorous and. Totally Hollywood to do Totally Hollywood, yeah. So it's in the Fox Commissary where
0: as you walk into the Fox Commissary on one side, it's all of the Best Picture Oscars that 20th Century Fox has won over the years. Many, many Oscars over many, many years. And on the other side, it's all the Emmy Awards 20th Century Fox has won uh, for television shows over the years. So anyway, but this is a ticketed event. So you can just Google Alliance for Women in Media or go to our website. Uh, you have to buy your tickets. You can't buy them at the door, but it's better if you buy them in advance. So just throwing that out there. Anyone is welcome. You don't have to be part of an alliance for women in media <laughs> if you just if you just want to come have the little
1: experience with Leon and I. Um, that would really be fun. That sounds that sounds totally gl- glamorous. That you would get to see actual. Oscar statuettes and Emmy statuettes. I like that, Liz. That's- yeah.
0: I, you know, Leanne called me yesterday to check in. She's like, what do you think we need to do Wednesday? I was like, well, I think we need to be wildly entertaining because we are here like <laughs> at a major, like a Hollywood scene of the action for award-winning entertainment. So uh, we might have to kick our whole game up a notch. Uh, we haven't really figured that out. So I want to mention that uh, this Wednesday night. Um, Alliance for Women in Media. I also wanted to start today by mentioning, you know, it has been a week with a lot of, of grim news and it feels like we've had a series of those back to back. But this morning I noticed that Jimmy Carter announced that he is cancer free,
1: which I thought was a very bright note to start the show on. Liz, that's a fine thing. I mean, you know, anyone that can be, you know, that can beat that cancer, good for them. Right. I I think that's great, Liz. Right.
0: 91 years old, you just think once you get something that serious, melanoma, that you might not even be able to handle the treatment for it. But um, that's Jimmy Carter. He is amazing. So, um, so. Congratulations to you, Mr. President. That's all, that's all <laughs> we can say. Now, we have a very full show that is a lot of kind of travel reports. You've been here and there. I've been here and there. You know, we have, of course, Vladimir Putin is in the news. Of course, Mark Zuckerberg is in the news. Uh, and then a lot of just holiday, both recapping and pre-planning, Julie. So yes.
1: we are covering the world today. That's, that's for sure, Liz. So I think we better get started. And I want to start by thanking everyone. Just a huge thank you to everyone that dared to come to Dallas, because that's what <laughs> happened this week, Liz. <laughs> they Lynn took you and, up on the dare? Lynn and I were at the Barnes & Noble in Dallas, and people took us up on the dare, Liz. I mean, people came from Kansas City. How about that? Wow. Satellite sisters got on the plane, flew to Dallas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, that's impressive. Yeah. That was, but that wasn't the only one, Liz. People drove from Louisiana, five hour trips, three hour trips. They came from all parts of Texas, not the least bit close. You know, we're a big state like yours in yes. California. They took the dare, uh, Liz. They came to Dallas. And I, I, I just can't tell. I, I mean, Leon has said this. She said, you know, the, everyone should go on a book tour because one of the unexpected things with doing this book tour is the response from people from the Satellite Sisterhood. I mean, we're just in our closets, Liz, right? Doing these podcasts. We don't know if anyone is listening. We're just putting things out into the universe. So, so when we, when we have an opportunity to actually see some Satellite Sisters, it, it is the warmest feeling in the world. I, I have to say it's it's sort of like a family reunion. Like, like you are meeting people that you have been Facebooking with, that you know, that have been listening to the show, that have been really part of our lives. And there they are in person. Okay, so so they're present in multiples, like in coming multiples. with their own satellite sisters. But if, if that wasn't good enough, Liz, okay, this group also our satellite sisterhood, they come with gifts. Now I, I think you sort of started it because you you posted pictures from Minnesota of the loot that you received when you when you and Sheila went to Minnesota. Yes. And Sheila and I made a
0: hall in Saint Paul. That's what I wanna say. <laughs>
1: Well, Liz, I am telling you, we we did just fine in Dallas. We we got cookies, cookies from Kansas City, Liz, that had "You're the best" on them. You know, I mean, that was pretty good. We got bunt cakes, Liz. Okay, our own, never enough co- of those. Coffee. We got ornaments. We got wine. Okay, we we got all- and the nicest notes. The nicest personal comments. I I I mean I I don't want people to feel like you know we you know you can't come to a satellite sister event unless you bring us something. That's not that's not the point really. Your presence is a present to us. But we were really like blown away by just how you know how wonderful it was to see to see people in Dallas. How I think how surprised they were to be in Dallas. For some reason, which was great. We had a special guest appearance at the Dallas event, and that was my daughter in law, Vera, who was not able to be with us in Brooklyn when we did the big kickoff. And so, you know, this was her one time only event, Liz. So, did I she have fun? Did she enjoy it? She had a great time. So, Vera came. Vera's sister, Lena, was here as well. In fact, Lena got a gift, Liz. Okay, how about that?
0: <laughs> wow. I, I mean, people that's, are so thoughtful.
1: They are so, so nice. But Vera loved it because she, you know, again, she has not been out, you know, meeting people. She worked on the book. She wrote a great essay for a book about, about sort of communicating in the next generation using Facebook and, uh quite frankly, Liz, it's it's pretty deep and thoughtful. Maybe more de- deeper and thoughtful more thoughtful than many of the essays in the book. Yes. So she did a great job and people were so happy to see her and to meet with her. And we you know, we had plenty of time to visit with people. I would say our our snacks, because I had that was part of the dare, Liz, that I had promised that I was going to bring great snacks to the Dallas event. Yeah, well, there that-
0: was a lot of promotion of light refreshments. Light I heard refreshments. I heard
1: that term over and over again. No, Liz, that totally got squashed. Barnes and Noble, if they have You're a kidding. cafe in their store, you cannot bring food into it. So they said they were going to provide light refreshments. Well, they were—they were weak, Liz. They were weak. That's all I can say. They were too, but they're uh, too they, light. They, they, there were like a couple of little mini dixie cups of spice cider and a couple of sugar cookies but not not really not worthy of the satellite sisterhood so i i, I I'm, I'm sorry about that also for the first time at the dallas event which it, it has never appeared anywhere before would be Leon's furry poncho yes indeed she was coming to the big d and she was she took the glamour up Liz. i don't know if you'll be seeing this at any other events in california maybe i <laughs> Too hot for the furry poncho? It <laughs> Could be
0: was, on the Fox lot on Wednesday night. The furry poncho makes its second appearance. I, I don't it's know, Hollywood baby.
1: Yes. Okay. So she she was rocking a furry poncho that uh, that uh, you know really was quite something. So uh, so that was, was it. it
0: provoked a lot of comments uh, on the Facebook group. I saw yeah. that yes. that people have been really tracking the various outfits at the various appearances. Uh, all of the photos from the Dallas. Barnes & Noble event looked like people were just so enjoying themselves.
1: Everyone is just grinning ear to ear in every picture. Liz, we had a great time. I was saying to Leon on in the car on the way home that just the room was filled with so much goodness. I, I, I That's the only word I can describe. Um, you know, in a week that, or a couple of weeks that have been you know, just so filled with so much evil, you know, that there was just so much warmth and goodness in that room that day. I I just, it's something that I will treasure. So that was, that was a great event.
0: That is great. You know, when you say that, uh, it reminds me, there was a post in our Facebook group this week from Rebecca and... Not only was what she posted, like, very thoughtful and moving to me, but everyone's responses to her made me feel like, wow, this Satellite Sisterhood really is a very special community. Because on December 4th, she posted, sadly, my mom passed away on Thanksgiving, and my mother-in-law also passed away exactly two months ago. My husband, two children, and I are very sad, but also finding the strength not to let the sadness consume us. And then she went on to pose a question about, like, What should we do for Christmas? What kind of advice do you have for how we can get through the holidays? And, you know, dozens and dozens of you wrote really sweet, warm, thoughtful, helpful comments. It seems like many, many people including us, I would note, Mm -hmm. have gone through this kind of loss over the holidays. And it's hard enough to experience the loss of a parent. You know, our mother died just a few days after Thanksgiving. And then our father died just seven weeks after that. So we understand what it's like to be going through that during the holiday season. But so many other people also like put very thoughtful, heartfelt notes. And I was just so shocked. It's the way I feel at these events. Like these are people, we haven't all met each other before, Uh like except here in whatever this community, this space is. So, you know, I wanted to thank Rebecca Mm
1: -hmm. for
0: kind of having the, um, the trust in the satellite sister community to post that In the group. And I wanted to post the dozens and dozens of people who responded to her for being so supportive and uh, so helpful for what will obviously be a very sad season uh, to Rebecca. So thank you for that to the entire Satellite Sisterhood. Absolutely, Liz. Absolutely. Well, well, I'm going to have to back up a little bit because I know you. this is the Dallas report, but I never got a chance to file the Bend Portland report. Oh, And, yeah, we- and I'm going to make this super quick because I know that we can't have every show during this season only about what we're doing on our, on our various book tour uh, events. But I did want to note that uh, I drove up to Bend for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's the usual fun road trip, Ferris and me, uh, download some audiobooks from Audible, uh, hit the road, uh, we stayed at our favorite motel, Best Western Treehouse, uh, Mount Shasta, <laughs> uh, at the end of the first long day, and then got to, uh, got to Bend the Monday before Thanksgiving, so I was taking that whole week off. The original plan was Tuesday, I was going to get back in the car and drive over the mountain pass, the three, three and a half hours it is to Portland and go to the Portland meetup uh, on Tuesday night at the Lucky Lab. As those of you who attended know, I did not make it because we got a huge snowstorm on Tuesday. And I posted some pictures just to prove like I am really (laughs) snowed in, but I couldn't believe it, Julie. I was really snowed in.
1: I know Liz but that that real I've driven that once with you the the mountain roads you can't do that you just just can't like you know I mean those were blizzard conditions there's as much as you love the satellite sisterhood uh, nobody wanted you to like end up you know, around a tree or something like that. So I was,
0: I was so, so tempted for lots of reasons, but also because I did go to the trouble to put the snow tires on. So, you know, (laughs) I had the snow tires on on the car. So I was, I was really raring to go. And it was a friend of mine, Christine, who was going to drive over and back with me, who was like, this is crazy. This is, no, this is not a day we should be driving over any of these passes. And then I checked in with Leon, and Leon and Monica both. Concurred. So, what that meant is I basically had two snow days home alone in Bend, which turned out to be really helpful because I had committed to make Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday.
1: This was your first ever like cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Ever,
0: ever. Oh, right, you know, right. I am a contributor to other people's dinners every year. Uh huh.
1: But, but I had never hosted and done most of the cooking. The, the, there's more pressure, without a doubt, if you're in charge of the turkey. So yes, so yes, that is, so, yeah. So he brought, you probably needed the extra days. Or I it did.
0: did. I totally did. It's thank you for the snowstorm because I realized if I had gotten home Wednesday night from Portland, over <laughs> and back in the snow, and started doing everything on Wednesday night, there was like no chance I would have been ready for dinner like <laughs> Thursday afternoon at four <laughs> o'clock, which was go time. So I spent uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, eight. And Wednesday, doing all of the prep that I that I needed to do, and all of the prep that I had seen Mom do for all of those years. That I thought, this is crazy. This is ridiculous (laughs) that we are doing this on Monday. Or you
1: resented it, right? You resented it. Well, yeah, it just
0: seemed it just seemed over the top to me. But here, like two of the big lessons. Uh, One is frozen pearl onions, people. I did not... I looked in a couple of grocery stores and couldn't find them, so I peeled all the pearl onions for the creamed onions, which I did, which turned out delicious, by the way. But Leon has told me that, really... It's Trader Joe's that has the frozen pearl onions. So no matter what time of year you see them, you just have to buy as many as you can get your hands on and stockpile them for Thanksgiving because it's very spotty. But I had gone to the Safeway and I think to, oh, to uh, Newport Market in Bend. And they didn't have that. So I just anyway, – so I peeled all the onions myself. Thank you very much. It was delicious. Okay, uh, this is a first ever
1: Liz is giving cooking tips, satellite <laughs> sisters. Okay, just take, take note, December sixth, two thousand 2015, Liz, it's now Liz's cooking show. Okay, carry on. Sisters. I'm just carry
0: saying on. lessons learned, Julie, that more more I'm acknowledging that – That all you people who have been doing this all these years and throwing off, you're all right. The other thing that totally was right that mom used to do, which would drive me crazy is, you know, like. Two or three days in advance, she would take out all of the serving dishes and all of the cooking dishes uh-huh. and make sure there were enough for everything. So she would, like, take the package of stuffing and put it in the container that she was going to cook the stuffing in. Yes. And, then, you know, she, she yeah. m- matched uh-huh. the food to the the pot. Yes. And I totally should have done that <laughs> because I <laughs> got around to actually cooking the uh, the creamed onions. And I realized the Dutch oven, which lives in that house in Bend, uh-huh. was for whatever reason gone. <laughs> so it was just like I, I turned the whole place upside down uh, looking for a pot that I knew was there, uh, but it was not there. I texted around to all of my friends in band, to our brother and sister-in-law, like, did I ever loan you that pot or bring it to your house? Several other friends. Do you have a Dutch oven? <laughs> nope. Nope. So I ended up having to improvise on a less than high quality uh, pan uh, to make the uh, the frozen, the uh, creamed onions. But it, now all of a sudden the light bulb went off. My, my mom always did that because you really <laughs> don't want it to be 10 a.m. Thursday and you realize you have... Not, nothing to cook this in. So, um, okay, mom, you were right. Uh, so then just a couple of other things. I would say, I don't want to boast about my Thanksgiving dinner because I think that's inappropriate. It was a first try and it was a solid first try, but I think you should ask Monica next time she's on the show for, uh, because I, I think it was, Better than average. I, I okay, like I yes. I feel like I really pulled off. There was a one snafu where my brand new meat thermometer did not work. Thank you very much, William Sonoma. Thanks for mm-hmm. nothing. Where mm-hmm. I also had to text our brother Dick to please when you come over, bring your meat thermometer.
1: So there was a moment of, you know Oh that oh that's a real sweat. That's a the, real sweat gotta, he, because you gotta get the I mean, that's what actually our brother Dick said to me. I talked to him on Thanksgiving before he ate your meal, and he said, "Well, as long as the turkey is cooked, yes. uh I think I yes. think it will all be okay." I mean, people had pretty low expectations heading over to your house. They lately. did, and I
0: don't blame them. You know, I, <laughs>
1: but it sounds like you, you pulled it off. Would you I,
0: do it again? I, I mean, feel like I, I feel like I did well. I mean, you really do need a bunch of days. So I'm not, so I'm debating, I think I'm going to be back up there for Christmas. And maybe there's a meal, a family meal that would happen. Maybe Christmas night, I was thinking. Because uh-huh. uh, by Christmas night, people need to get out of the house. And in this case, out of the house being our brother Dick's house. Anyway, so that was great. I feel like I could do it. I could do it again. I wouldn't want to do it too frequently, you know. Let, let's
1: let's all take turns. Uh, well, it sounds like when you you um, when you made the challenge to run the New York Marathon, you don't do it every year, Liz. Yes, you have yes. done it, and yeah. you were successful at it. Yes. So uh, and you know you got a medal for the New York Marathon, <laughs> and and nobody died of food poisoning at your Thanksgiving dinner. So I think you're. I think that deserves a medal too.
0: Yes, and I was in Williams Sonoma uh, here in Santa Monica yesterday to order the replacement Le Creuset Dutch oven so that that so, so that's not going to happen again. I don't know where that thing went, but I don't care. I just I need that that <laughs> item. So also over the course of the weekend Monica and I did a you're the best appearance at Sun River Books and Music and that was really fun because that was Monica's first reading over the course of the book tour. We really had a lot of fun. It was quite a range of people that turned up there. There were some super hardcore fans there. So thank you so much. There was a woman who came to the Saturday night reading in Sun River who had also been at the Tuesday meetup in Portland. Okay, oh. So that's three and a half hours. But for the Saturday night event, she brought her mother. And oh. that, was, that was really, really nice. Our cousins, a couple of cousins turned up. And then, Julie, there were lots of people there, both Satellite Sisters and Misters, who had not heard us since the days we were on public radio. Uh Uh-huh. So they were like, where have you guys been? (laughs) And we explained that, you know, we did have 10 years of, you know, success on the radio, but they don't change the channel from OPB, right? They're just Mm -hmm. listening. So they had lost track of us. So – Before the reading started, and I would suggest this for future events if you're dealing with a certain population – I gave a little uh, impromptu uh, lesson on how to download a podcast. (laughs) Well, Liz, good for you. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Because people wanted to catch up. I'm like, yeah, we got 10 years worth of shows you can listen to. Uh, I know you haven't heard us since 2003. Many of these ladies uh, had not heard. So uh, I'm like, okay, show me your phones. And here's here's the podcast app that is already on your phone. Here's how you do it. And so we had some good quality, like tech support from satellite misters who were also there. And I think there were, you know, a dozen or so uh, satellite sisters that went home from that event with a new skill which is That's, important. that's excellent that's to keep excellent. learning new things as you age and learning how to listen to podcasts, I think is going to make them very happy. So if any of you who are at sun river books and music are listening right now because you have mastered the podcast, I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. See how easy it is. Super <laughs> easy. I know the word podcast can be intimidating. Not so much,
1: right? No, just press the button. Just press <laughs> that big arrow. That's all you have to do. <laughs>
2: Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much then the only other wildly unexpected thing
0: Monica and I did over the Thanksgiving holiday, which I believe she posted a photo on her Facebook page, is we went to the uh, Chimp Refuge. And um I can't recall if we had talked about this previously on the show. No, no,
1: I didn't know. I didn't understand that picture. You didn't? Know. Okay. All I right. didn't know where you were or why there were chimps involved. Okay. Yes. that's Okay. Okay. Here's the story of the chimps in
0: Central Oregon. In Central Oregon, there is a chimp refuge called Chimps Inc. And this is in Tumalo, Oregon, so kind of the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. on this beautiful ranch. They started up a chimp refuge for... For chimps that had been rescued from zoos where they had been mistreated or, you know, people that privately have chimps in their backyard, yeah. which is insane and unsafe and not healthy for anyone. So th- this chimp refuge has been going for quite a while. And a friend of ours is on the board of Chimpsync. Sync. And every year over Thanksgiving, they have a little fundraiser. Uh, Or not a little fundraiser. There were hundreds of people there uh, where you can go to the ranch. It is not open to the public most of the time because it's not a zoo. That's the whole point. It is just a refuge for the chimps to lead their chimpy life. And, uh, so they open it up once a year and you can buy tickets. And so Monica and I went, we met the chimps, you know, fantastic. They've got a huge indoor place for them to live, but also an outdoor enclosure. Uh, so they can't escape, but they can be outdoors as much as they want. And it's, it's like, imagine the world's biggest jungle gym. That's what okay. this looks like. And the chimps can go in and out. There are tunnels and bridges and it was actually really a lot of fun, so- so um so yeah, so we had a little um you know, chimp moments. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I bought they were they were selling t shirts that uh that said ninety eight point seven percent chimp on them. All right. I like and, that? Yeah, That's I cute. Like- I like that, too. Very cute. So I bought that for our sister-in-law, Susan, because I knew that she would, you know, she's a nature lover and that she would appreciate that. So it was only afterwards I thought that, oh, I hope that isn't rude to call someone 98% <laughs> chimp. But she seemed to really like it. Anyway, okay. so so, so we had a good time. Both the chimps and the humans uh, seemed to be having a very good time at the Chimps Inc. party. So, There you go. It was a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. And then I drove all the way home. Mm -hmm. And this week I was, then I had to turn around and go to Washington, D.C. all week. So right now I'm having a very low-key weekend. Okay.
1: But here here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Well, Liz, we, we got to keep moving around the world um, on this podcast. And so uh, we're going to Russia right now because uh, one of our longtime listeners, Sue, alerted me to a big story coming out of Moscow this week um, of Vladimir Putin, President Putin, you know, who I keep uh, keep my eyes on at all times. He made an address to the Duma and he has now made the claim that Russia is going to become the world's. Uh, a largest or world's organic food superpower. That is the new goal for Russia. That they are going to become the org- organic food superpower. Now, this is a mind-blowing uh, claim, Liz. <laughs> and let me explain why. Okay, we'll just we'll just kind of break this down into break a couple it down pieces for us. Break yeah. it down. Okay. Yeah. First of all, uh, let's reestablish the facts. I lived in Russia in Moscow for five years, uh, so I'm familiar with food. In Russia and what's available and what's not available, um, so that 's the first thing you need to know. Um, when we were living in Moscow, you know people said, "Oh, did you have to wait in lines? Were there food shortages? No, there were no food shortages at that time, but you did really have to worry about the source of your food in Russia because because of a, a, a small thing, a very actually a very large thing called Chernobyl right. when they had the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. All of that that nuclear cloud that came out of that uh, reactor, it floated and settled into what is known as the breadbasket of Russia, where they grow all their where they grow all their grains, their fruits, their vegetables, and so. For a long time we we were alerted to this and you know, and I have firsthand a firsthand story that's wild that you know you really had to be worried about you know radiation and contamination contamination because uh, because of the nuclear disaster I mean that this was a serious thing when we like the first year we were there we were with some people that for whatever reasons they were geologists they they had a Geiger counter and they went through They went through a grocery store, Liz, and like the blueberries, blueberries were hot. They were, you know, like reading, you know, I know. So it was, it was a, it was an ongoing thing that you thought about when you lived in Moscow about like, you know what where's the food coming from even mcdonald's when mcdonald's moved to russia one of the things they realized is they couldn't they couldn't uh, guarantee the quality of the beef for their hamburgers in russia so they set up their own ranch cattle ranch in russia in order to make sure that they had a good sor- source of beef for McDonald's hamburgers. So it was a, it was a, like a known fact in the expat community that, you know, about once a month, there was an opportunity to buy some of this good beef from the McDonald's farm, you know, and that this was far superior to the beef that you would be getting otherwise. So it was this issue of quality or of cutting corners mm-hmm. or of like, You know, uh, you know, just, you know, even even products that like Hershey's chocolate powder. Well, whoever owned the franchise for Hershey's chocolate powder in uh, in Russia, they they figured out that you could add a lot more filler to it and still call it Hershey's chocolate bar uh, chocolate powder. So it's just things like that. Everything was like. Cut in half or contaminated. You really had to right. worry about it. So the idea that they're now going to become the organic food <laughs> superpower was sort of you know mind. You're skeptical. You're I'm skeptical. A little skeptical about whether or not they'll be able to achieve that goal. Second thing, when you think about agriculture and sort of the agricultural traditions in Russia, well, that that was under the Soviet system. Those big, those failed five-year plans. Right. So they don't even have modern you know, farming techniques, you know, so that the idea that they would be able to capitalize on this in any way or scale up to be in order to feed the Russian people is really an issue. So that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then now you have to layer on the politics of this, that right now, as you know, Liz, that, that there um, there's sanctions um, in place on Russia because they invaded the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now you cannot get any European or, you know, you can't any... I, imported goods so so you cannot find italian parmesan cheese in russia you you know or you can't you can't get uh produce from holland or you know or anything or you can't get the oranges from israel you can't find those in russia right now and that's so so putin is saying don't worry about that we are going to produce it all it's all going to be farm to table <laughs> and we and it's all gonna be supersized because supersized'cause it's because you still have
0: Chernobyl. so and just leave your geiger counters at home people and come to the market <laughs> oh, wow so it
1: is it is um it's a bold cl- claim and it's uh but it is uh it's it's an amazing claim but it's i mean he sort of has to do something because because there's real issues now with uh with food in russia so
0: wow. Okay. That's a lot more complicated analysis than I expected. Uh, thank you. That is really interesting. I hadn't thought about the impact of sanctions and why he has to sort of take a position for his own people that he can still get them some um, uh, a decent food supply. Yeah! Wow. I can remember going to the markets with you in Russia one time when I was visiting and you're like, don't touch that. Don't even (laughs) even think about that. And the milk was all
1: an issue too, right? Yeah. 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 The milk is, uh, that was, yeah, we always, we always got our milk from Sweden, Liz. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink that Russian milk. So yeah. Even the caviar, you know, they, they, uh, they, they would put stuff in the caviar. So they're the product that, you know, people know Russia for. You're just to, you know, to cut it and to, you know, to make it cheaper. So, uh, the whole thing. So,
0: okay. All right. Well, thanks for that heads up.
1: <laughs> okay. I will, uh,
0: I'm taking caviar off my Christmas night, uh, menu.
1: Please do. immediately. Please do. Okay. Hey Liz, well, the other, you know, the other story, obviously that was, that has just dominated everything was, was San Bernardino. And, I, I, you know, I, I was up last night actually thinking about that, um, that terrible massacre. And there's so many parts of it that are almost incomprehensible to mm-hmm. me. But the thing that last night that I was really just focused on was, was, uh, Tashfin Malik, the, the woman, uh, the wife in all of this. You know, as you know, I've been urban Nana. I've recently like taken care of my grandchildren, uh, in New York. And I just, I woke up and I was like, How could that mother, like, just leave that child, you know, that six-month-old baby? I mean, what did she... Yeah, was she still, I was wondering, was she still nursing her child at that age? Or if she wasn't nursing, did she leave the mother-in-law with enough formula for the baby or diapers or? I know, know, I I know. Did she
0: believe she was coming back or that she would survive it? Or did she know that she was, that this was a suicide mission? It is one of the most heartbreaking aspects of a totally heartbreaking story.
1: Right. I, I just, you know, and I have seen the pictures of uh, because of the media circus of their apartment. And you can see that there were toys in there. There were play gyms and the and the crib had, you know, brightly covered, um, you know, uh, blankets and pillows and stuffed animals. So it was there was obviously some care for this child, you know, and then just how to do, I don't know. And, and then the other thing, Liz, is. How did Tashfeen Malik this this young mother how did she learn how to fire one of those giant assault weapons you know i mean that that is not something you and i could do we couldn't just right. pick up an assault weapon and start firing it i, I and i just I know. That's what makes it different than many of the other
0: cases with women where they're wearing suicide vests. Yes. You know, where it doesn't, you know, obviously they have to know how to operate the suicide vest, but it's not the same level of skill as uh, an automatic weapon. It just is. It's so shocking at every level. There was a story in today's. I was thinking about her, too, Julie, and about. Her family and, like, how does this happen? And in today's L.A. Times, there is an interview with her two sisters. Oh. Uh, like, imagine that one of your – that you, like, woke up and you saw breaking news and, you know, you're naturally worried about your family members because they live in that town and, you know, your brother-in-law and your sister, you know, are involved in, in – um, in that organization. So she has two sisters, Saira Khan and Iba Farouk, uh, who were interviewed in the uh, in the paper today, and they just say we had absolutely no idea that this is the way they were thinking, that this could be what's going on. I mean, imagine the shock that the uh, that a member of your own family could have not only been involved in something uh, so awful, but something that took. A huge amount of planning and training and the – so you have – on top of the tragedy of it all, you also have the, like, the secrecy and just, like – you start asking yourself whether you ever knew this person. Exactly. Exactly. and it just i can 't imagine what it would be like to be a family member and you know the I felt the same way like after Columbine, imagining you know those boys what their parents must be thinking. And your level of what you should have known or how responsible you were. So it just is, you know, at every level, both for for, for that family, that was, you know, who were the, the perpetrators, but obviously even more for the uh, the families of the victims. The one thing that really got to me the other night. I got home. I was in Washington, D.C. all week, and I got home, and I was watching the news to catch up, and uh, Anderson Cooper was interviewing some of the colleagues who had survived, and one of them mentioned that not too long ago, they had thrown a baby shower for this family. Oh. I mean, uh, just – you don't even know, like, where to go with that piece of information. So that you could – on the, be throwing a baby shower for people that are gonna turn around and, and a few months later massacre you. I you just I don't may we will probably never understand what it takes to turn someone into uh, into that kind of person where right. you, right. you can turn mean, I on people in your own community, your own
1: colleagues. You know, I just I will never understand that. No. I, I and you know and, and I know we've focused this discussion on 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 Tashfeen Malik but really it's you know the focus has to be on the victims and 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 the faces you know and and it was such an interesting and diverse group of people yes you yes you know i mean that you know, just, uh, it just is, I mean, there are no words, there are no words for that. That's why I think it like a lot of people, it's just incomprehensible, you know, and uh, you're trying to make sense out of something that we just don't have, you know, the Western, uh, we don't have the framework to make, to understand right you know, how, how this couple could have done that.
0: Yeah. So, and you're right about the the people that were murdered and the others who were wounded. It's just sort of a, it's a snapshot of California Yes, and what makes California so great. Right. and uh, just people from all over the world living here, making their lives here. Um, it is really one of the – it's one of the things that makes America great, and I feel it particularly in California. I mean, having grown up on the East Coast, I find here in the West, there's an even bigger mix of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully those families will will find what they need uh, to get through this extremely sad, sad holiday
1: period. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, Liz, you know, the other story, again, It I, you know, it was something that should bring us great cheer because it's, you know, people that are going to are trying to advance human potential and to promote equality around the world was the announcement this week that Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, have decided um well first of all they had they had a baby they announced their baby but they have decided Can I just to... say
0: that they they named the baby girl Max? What's yes. your, what's your position on that?
1: Zip it, list. you just did like Okay, fine, not fine. allowed
0: to have an opinion? Okay. All right.
1: I mean, you know, it's um No, I well, I'm no, sure I don't it'll think, be cute. But, I'm sure she'll be cute. I'm sure I'm Yeah, I don't know. It's it's see, it doesn't I think they could have done better. Yeah, I think, but you know, again, they didn't ask me, Liz. So that's uh, that's okay. That's a great right. thing I know. about America—you can name the your baby, I guess, whatever you want. So but, okay, so, fine. Sorry I brought it up. But then they announced plans
0: to give away forty-five billion dollars. Right, ninety-nine
1: um, percent of of their Facebook stock. Um, and I, I, so when you heard this news, what did you think, Liz?
0: I thought good for them. Well, first I thought. Uh, they're lucky that they have 99% to give away, you know, (laughs) they've still got enough left over. So, but lots of people have that much money and don't give it away. So, I mean, nobody has that much money, but you know what I mean? People could give away a lot more money and still cover their basic overhead. So I, you know, I like the, the boldness of the move
1: appealed to me. Yes. Now I, I was, I really cheered them initially, but I also, I have to admit, okay. I had a, I had a few mixed feelings. Because I also thought two things, which are not big thoughts, and I'm not proud of them. But I'm just going to tell tell you, just tell you, Liz, is that, well, he did kind of steal that idea for Facebook, right? I saw the movie, okay, right? So that did cross my brain. Okay, so you think it's just out of sheer guilt that he's giving away? I think that maybe Okay, it's about time that you start like giving back that. And then the second thought I had, again, not a big thought, was. If you have made so much money, okay, could you work up a new algorithm that allows me to see more of my Facebook friends? That's oh, what yeah. I would like, Liz, mm-hmm. to because that is something. But but then I did a little more research, Liz, because I really, you know, I I have always admired the Gates family for doing the same thing for you know the work that the Gates Foundation does. Yes, and, you know, I think this is a great idea when the with these people with extraordinary, you know, uh, wealth that they 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 you know they're giving it away. But here's the thing, that Mark and Priscilla are really not giving the money away, Liz. They just moved it it, into something called the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. So they're still going to control it. And it's, they're going to be involved in something called uh capitalism. Mm-hmm. So, because it's, they feel that it's not enough, they can't get enough traction or leverage by just doing one off uh, grants. That they, if they really want to do sort of revolutionary things in the same way that Facebook has revolutionized, you know, that technology and that, that um, has revolutionized really the way we interact, that, they they're going to be controlling all of it, mm-hmm. so they still ha- it's still going to be their money, Liz. Okay, so. Uh, You have a problem. I have no problem with that at all.
0: Okay. I mean, because that's ultimately what the Gateses did. Yeah. You know, and they, and Bill Gates didn't get around to this till much later in his life. But I think if you look at the effectiveness of the Gates Foundation money, it's because they apply the same sort of, you know, smarter than your average bear instincts uh, to what they do at the Gates Foundation, the same way one would hope. Uh, They would do at this foundation. So, I mean, I agree. It's not like totally giving it away, but it is it's putting it's devoting the vast majority of your wealth to doing good in the world instead of just making more money on your money. I would have
1: a hard time
0: having no. I'm that that
1: is I'm fine with, but that but so but I think so they should have used a different verb because they didn't really give the money away. (laughs) You see, you see my point. I see they really just transferred. They transferred. They transferred their money. They're going to focus on other things. Good for them. maybe we could all
0: do that then right i maybe i should let's all decide this year we're just going to transfer our money into another account and call it something else that's
1: right (laughs) we'll tell that to the irs yeah i I think they do the transferring of our money liz there you have. so you're
0: saying they really just reclassified their money they just
1: reclassified their money which is fine which is fine and if they're going to work on initiatives that are important to them that's 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 good i agree with you um uh but I, I just I think it was important to read beyond the headlines and I wouldn't have read beyond the headlines unless I had those
2: two tiny thoughts about them to begin with. OK, so <laughs> petty thoughts. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling, you're grilling and for chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing,
0: because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer.
2: Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Prose is getting great reviews. Leon, I am not surprised.
0: You have been on that Prose hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but
2: now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Prose is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And prose is spelled P-R-O-S-E, Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, prose think
0: you might even consider them petty. Thoughts. Yes, they were petty. Okay. <laughs> well, didn't you know, speaking of super wealthy people giving away their money, Warren Buffett, when he decided to give away all of his money, and right. he just gave it to Bill Gates, which is hilarious. Yes. You know, so Mark Zuckerberg could have also given his money to Bill Gates. But I think to me, what I read between the lines is, hey, I'm just as smart as you, Bill Gates. So if you can do it, I can do it. So fine, I would like to see a competition break out between Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg uh, and Melinda Gates and Patricia Chen about who can do more good in the world. Go
1: for it, guys. Take your killer instincts and go for it. All right, Liz, that's a good challenge. That's a good challenge. Well, Liz, here's a, here's another sort of business culture issue that I wanted to bring up with you. Um, it was in the, it was in the Dallas Morning News. I, I don't, I, I'm skeptical as to whether or not this is actually a business trend, but I'll put it out to you anyway, that according to the Dallas uh, Morning News, there are a handful of firms that are on the leading edge of a, of a new concept called Firm 40. And what this is is these are firms. Okay, are it, are... So, it sounds
0: like a diet plan, but I know from your setup <laughs> that it's not. It sounds like something to do with my
1: core, but no. Okay, okay. okay. your firm forty. No, no. This is this is that um, employers that want to clearly delineate the end of the day that they re- they don't want workers to work more than forty hours a week, even though because of technology we can work you know way more hours a week. Than that, what they want is they want workers to be more effective during a 40-hour period. But then they want them to like turn off their phones, go home, uh, do not check uh, email when um, you know early in the morning or late at night. These are firm 40 um, because there's a there's a some research that would suggest that by demanding more hours of workers, that does not guarantee that you get more output. Now, Liz, I know you do not adhere to the firm forty rule. <laughs> You're more like firm a hundred and,
0: and forty. Right?
1: No, but I
0: I support this in concept because I totally agree with the assumption that uh, people are doing a lot of work, what they call work, that is not actually productive or smart. And I think that particularly the email culture has accelerated this. You know, you can tell, and I, by the nature of my job, because I work in a global job where my colleagues are spread out all over the world, m- more often than not, we are communicating via email or or video conference, which I prefer, by uh, email at all hours of day or night, depending on what time zone that you're in. And I think sometimes you can tell that somebody just, you know, you send them a serious question or issue, and you get back this, you know, short retort it's like you can almost imagine them stepping out of a taxi in Hong Kong as they typed it to you you know Uh that it's like it's this pretend productivity that just because you're responding to an email that somehow you have addressed the issue so I think it's for me it's not so much the hours though fewer hours would be better but like when you're working really be focused and when you're not working go have a life. Instead of this sort of instant reaction time that seems to be part of the business culture in many, many places.
1: All right. I mean, that's, uh, they, they said that really you can only concentrate for about 90 minutes at a time. Most people can, and then they need some kind of break or, you know, to something, but they, you know, but they're hoping with this firm 40 that if you will spend less time at work on Facebook or ESPN, <laughs> and you know, yes. I work with someone at UCLA, I, uh, as just he was on ESPN all day long. I don't, I don't know what his job was, but that's that's what was on his screen, pretty much a, a firm forty uh, a week. He was, he was just looking at ESPN.
0: Well, you know, I think that we've talked about the myth of multitasking before, too. I think it's all part of this, that you can be doing all these different things at the same time. Let's just call it what it is. You're you're not really focusing on your work, or you're focusing on two or three work assignments at the same time. And again, I just reiterate, the quality of your thinking on any one of those things has to be lower. It just (laughs) is. I know mine is. (laughs) I'm not even accusing other people love it. Mine is when you're only working with half your brain on something because the other half is trying to do something else. So I'm it for just turn off your phone. I don't pick however many hours a day you think you can do that and do that. And I think it's better
1: for everyone. Okay, Liz. Well, here, related issue, Liz, a story in the New York Times about conference calls, which I know you do a fair amount of, (laughs) just about the amount of how people really And so many people use conference calls now, Uh, you know, whether you're tuning in, you're tuning out, or you're tuning off. Uh, And just all the bad behavior or what is appropriate behavior when you're on a conference call. Um, Are you allowed to you know, use your Swiffer to just do a little dusting around the home? Are, do you need to be fully dressed to take a conference call? Uh, do, uh, do, can you do personal grooming when you're taking a conference call? You know, I i mean, I know in your business, you do a lot of video conferencing, right?
0: We do, which I, the reason I prefer a video conference, even though it takes more effort, is because it keeps people honest. You would be able to see someone Swiffering. You would be able to see like, who's <laughs> Answering their email or, you know, putting on their makeup or whatever. It kind of, it gets people to focus a little bit on the task at hand. I think most conference calls, you know, the way, the way the average American office uses a conference call now, it, that's always for like your check-in, you know, department roundup thing. Yeah. So yeah. nobody's really listening. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's, nobody's really contributing or paying attention most of the time would be my guess. And then you have the the only good part of all of that is the back-channel email that happens during the conference call that nobody is really paying attention yes. to. So everyone's allegedly on the call, but then what you're really doing is making snarky comments to each other on your email about the person who is speaking or s- s- some other issue. So it is, uh, it can be entertaining, but I do not think that is productive. Uh, I actually have a conference call. At 9.30 tonight, Julie, so 930, 9.30 Sunday night, and which I don't do very often, but this is with my colleagues in Asia, so it's already Monday there, so it just seemed like during the week we could not find a real time that it would actually work, so I am scared to death that by 9.30 tonight I will be <laughs> asleep and yes. I will just forget about it, you know? Because at 9.30 on a Sunday night, you're not really thinking about, okay, what's my next business task here? So um, if you – well, you, you'll never be up at 9.30 at night. No, which, no is, not me. No. Mm-hmm. If anyone would like to text me at 9.30 tonight to remind me to, to, to uh. di- dial into this conference call I have about the uh, sports channels in Asia, uh, that would be really helpful. Thank you very much. Oh,
1: <laughs> I know. You better put a Post-it note on your pillow. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's true. I'll just set the alarm on my iPhone
0: uh, as a little reminder.
1: Okay. Well, that's, um. I you know, we're get. I mean, you wanted to talk a little bit about, I know you worked hard all week in Washington, then you flew home, but you're trying to have what you call the building blocks of a perfect weekend oh yeah it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a 9:30 at night uh, conference call is part of that but maybe you could explain what you've been doing this weekend well i i have been traveling
0: a lot lately we all have been doing more than our share of traveling because we've been supporting You're the Best at these special events around the country. So I was in New York for that and in St. Paul and in, uh, in Bend, Oregon. And then I travel a lot during the week for work. Uh, so the, it's, it's a lot to, to like come home and immediately turn around and leave again. So this weekend, uh, I got home Friday night at about 9 p.m. As I mentioned, I was in Washington, D.C. all week at National Geographic, and I just decided I'm not going to do anything ambitious at all for the whole weekend. Okay. I'm just like, there's, I I booked myself out, like I'm not making any plans, I'm not doing anything. So yesterday morning, I woke up, I took Ferris for a little walk, then I didn't, you know, just did some errands. I needed my car, my car needed Desperately needed a car wash from the drive to Oregon and back. So, you know, you feel good when you get your car washed. And, mm-hmm. you know, there was a little grocery shopping. Then Saturday afternoon, my favorite Saturday afternoon thing to do uh, is to to catch up on some key TV shows I might have missed during the week. And so Top Chef is what I uh, <laughs> – I missed the first two episodes of the new Top Chef season, which is happening here in L.A. Ooh. So – I knew I wanted to do that, and so I I was actually watching Top Chef on my living room couch when Leon called. She had just gotten home from Dallas to give me the Dallas uh, report, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm just laying here uh, watching Top Chef. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I wake you up? I'm like, no. I'm (laughs) I'm really just watching Top Chef. Uh, that was so. I had hours of TV catch up yesterday afternoon. The only thing I booked for myself then at five p.m. I went for. Not just a 60-minute, but a 90-minute
1: massage, Julie. All right, Liz. Now, that's living. That's that, like, well-deserved, At flying back and forth across the country and all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it was the 14-hour drive up and back
0: to Oregon. Oh. So I had a very nice uh, massage. Uh, and then just came home, made myself a little dinner, and uh, watched a little more catch-up TV. Then, so you know when you've had a massage... And then you don't, like, I just came home and kind of made dinner, watched some TV and got into bed. I didn't yeah. wash off any of the oil or anything. You know, I, you want to let it sink into your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this morning I was up early and it was time to take Ferris out for, for a walk. And I thought, okay, I really look terrible. Uh, I should, should I take a shower before I go out? Or, and then I'm like, no, it's, you know, 7.30 on a Sunday morning. There's, nobody's going to care and I'm not going to bump into anyone I know. Oh, sure enough. Sure enough. Who'd you see your boss? (laughs) No, but a colleague, a colleague who lives in the neighborhood. Oh, uh, Frank and his wife and their two dogs. I was like walking by the coffee shop and I saw them out of the corner of my eye and I thought about just (laughs) <laughs> Keeping <it> going. <laughs> Just like pick up the pace. Let's get, let's get out of range. Quick Ferris run for our lives. But Ferris does not have that ability anymore. So no. he's like the super slow dog, but anyway, so it was fun. So we sat down for a little while and had, uh, had coffee, uh, with them. And the whole time I'm thinking they're probably staring at my hair, my hair. Cause you know, you have the <laughs> massage oil in your hair and yes. then you sleep on it. And oh, then I- like, like, I didn't even put a hat on. I didn't even make that much of an effort. So, uh-huh. but anyway, so as soon as I came home, right before I dialed you up, I took the nice hot shower, Julie. So okay, good. you can't see me, but um, you'd be happy to know that uh, that I, I look better. Your hair more. is
1: looking better? Okay, that's important. Anyway, so
0: there, are th- those are just the building blocks of my low-key weekend. Uh, and so far, so good. I'll edit this show when we're done and mm-hmm. then got the whole... Afternoon wide open, which is why I'm worried about being asleep by 930 when I'm supposed to
1: do that conference call. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's but, but, it. But, yeah, but before we go, Liz, you wanted to tell people about um, our YTB Encore interviews that we have planned for the month of December.
0: I did because, you know, we created all of these special You're the Best Encore interviews for that we started posting for you in November. And there are some really good ones that we've already posted. So if you uh, go to SatelliteSisters.com, dot com, you'll see that we have Nora Ephron there. That was one of our favorite interviews of all time, mm-hmm, talking to mm-hmm. the late great Nora Ephron. Julia Louis Dreyfus, Liz Gilbert, J J Abrams. Like, could anyone in the world be making more news right now than J J Abrams? No, no. no. But we
1: had him first, Liz. We did.
0: Know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we talked to him about alias cause it was kind of back in the day, but anyway, so they're all already posted, but three of the highlights that are coming up within days now, I want you to know that we are going to be posting our interview with George Foreman. Remember when we talked to him? You know, How Liz, much fun this was? was
1: one of my favorite interviews of all time. I love—I just love this interview. So I, you are going to love this. Anyone's going to love this interview. George Foreman is fantastic. Yes. What a
0: fun guy. I mean, naturally, we talked to him about grilling. So, you know, we thought we would repost that now because... There's nothing wrong with the George Foreman Grill as an excellent holiday present. So we have George Foreman coming up. We have Robin Roberts coming up, who is such a delightful person. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to her several times, and it's always fun. And then whenever I see this name, really, I think of you, Julie. Our next Encore interview, Peggy Fleming. I know.
1: I know. I know. I just love Peggy. She's, you know, (laughs) she's my idol. Just so yeah that's great so go
0: go check them out and Mm -hmm. these are also very easy to share around to your own friends so if you have friends who like julie um Whose lives were changed by watching Peggy Fleming on the ice? Uh, you can share that interview. The Liz Gilbert one is so interesting to listen to because it was it was before she was famous. You know, yeah. it was the day Eat, Pray, Love was published, and so <laughs> she now she has like guru status, and yeah. God love her for it. I mean, she's great to listen to, but this was just like Liz Gilbert just starting on the path. I know Liz out to Gilbert
1: be- girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she she yeah. Came yeah. Like- yeah, mm-hmm. So uh, check all of those out. They're all at SatelliteSisters.com.
0: Um, and then, of course, we're keeping up. We I, we might have missed a couple of shows during November because of the book tour and the holidays. But uh, are you guys doing
1: a Tuesday show? Oh, we got a big Tuesday show planned. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be big, Liz. It always is. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to it. Can I ask
0: a question about yeah. your TV recaps? Because these are super popular. And we've had people turn up at our book events who, like, came to Satellite Sisters... Because of Downton Gabby as yes. as a TV recap, yes, or Madam Secretary, or the what was the other sexy Scottish one you did? Pole
1: Dark and Handsome. Paul Dark and Handsome. Pole Dark and Handsome. Pole Dark. Yes. So <laughs> <dark> and, <laughs> yes. and then Outlander. Yes. Oh, Outlander. Oh, We've been doing yeah. them all, Liz.
0: They're all excellent. They're so. all excellent. They're all posted. But is there going to be a moment in this TV season when they overlap, when Madam Secretary and say Downton
1: Abbey are on? the air at the same time? No, I don't think so. We're a little concerned uh, that maybe Madam Secretary is going to be taking a hiatus for the next couple of months before they start putting up new episodes. Oh. Of course, they have not called us with this information. <laughs> and I, so I'm not really prepared to answer the question. Uh, I, along with a lot of people, I'm going to turn on Turn on Madam Secretary tonight, Liz, and see what happens to see if there's a new episode. I'm hoping there will be. Uh, but, it, you know, Lian suspects that they might be taking some kind of hiatus. Okay. So- so we'll, right. we'll work it out. I mean, you it will not stop us from our recaps. We'll, yeah, because Downton we'll, Abbey starts pretty soon, right? I know. I know. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I just know people have come to count on you, too, our excellent recappers, and uh, we've now got quite a supply
1: of TV recaps. Yeah. So uh, check that out. All right. Uh, Liz, I know what you're doing for the rest of the day. Good (laughs) luck with that 9.30 call tonight. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Why did I say yes to that? It's just all
0: the alternatives were worse, you know? That's a, to a certain point, just getting it over with is the best is the best strategy. And I do, I enjoy my colleagues in that part of the world. So I don't want to, usually it's really hard for them, but easier for me. So this time I just decided this will be my holiday gift to them. You get one 9.30 p.m. Sunday conference call a year, and then that's it.
1: <laughs> that's a good strategy. Well, I'm still, I'm just going to be home alone. I have lots of... Excellent. You're the best cookies still left and uh, some bun cakes, Liz. So they're all here in the house with me. That's okay. One
0: one. awesome thing that I wanted to mention. I totally forgot about it. Yesterday, I got your Christmas card, which is adorable, adorable. But can I, can I just say, I think it's the first time I've ever seen a holiday card that is the grandparents and all of the grandchildren with none of your own children in it.
1: Yes. They didn't want to be in the picture. They didn't. They, okay. I, t- Liz. Okay. So just to set this up, our Christmas holiday card, Christmas card this year, is my husband and I with the four grandchildren. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we we had a family picture taken. My husband and I, our two sons, my daughter in laws, and the four grandchildren. And my son, one of my sons sort of balked at the idea that we would use that giant group photo of, uh, to send out as our Christmas card. I guess he is like, you know, he didn't want to be in our Christmas card. <laughs> There's the holiday spirit. Okay, how about that? I don't know. He He just didn't like it. It made him feel weird. I don't want him to feel weird. Okay, so that's okay. We just cut them right out, and we're just going to be with the grandkids. So <laughs> and this is—it's very possessive. Yes, it's
0: just the the grandparents with the grandchildren. Who cares about those kids in between? Who cares? And uh, I love I love the fact that three of your grandchildren look totally adorable and angelic, yeah. and Peter is bawling his fool head yeah, off. No, he really didn't want to. He didn't want to take the scripture. Ticket.
1: So (laughs) anyway, so this
0: is this is a favorite time of year when all the holiday cards
1: start pouring in. So um, but yours was the first I received for the whole season. Okay, I know we had a rainy Thanksgiving list. So we just got to we got to jump on the Christmas card situation. That's it. So. Okay.
0: Well, you have a place of honor on my mantle. Uh, thank you very much. All right. So we are the Satellite Sisters. That's it for this weekend. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can always email us. It's info at dot com. You can always join our Facebook group. Uh, just keep in touch. We you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at SS Liz. We are and on
1: Instagram too, Liz. Oh yes. yes.
0: So on either Twitter or Instagram, we're at Sat Sisters. So okay, yeah. Another set of photos that I'm enjoying is the pictures of satellite sisters with their copies of You're the Best. So right. I don't want to put too much pressure on you people who have already bought the book. You did everything we've asked you to do. But if you can also take a picture of your satellite sister appreciating the gift those are super fun <laughs> for us to see so at sat sisters on either twitter or instagram is a good place to share those and you can hashtag that sat sisters YTV. so um okay have a good week hey liz you too don't forget call your satellite sister